Praise the Lord, everyone. It is good to be here. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is good to be here. <laughs> I am very thankful to be here. I will give you. Um, I was. I, I came intending to preach something else. I was between two things anyway, and I had one written down. I'm going with the second. So, uh, it, that's why the screen turned off for a moment earlier, because I was adjusting some stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone even noticed, but <laughs> idea comes from the back of the room. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be here. Um, I'm going to be turning to First Samuel to start us off. First Samuel, I'm going to start... Uh, well, actually, I wrote it wrong. Anyway, we're going to go with Isaiah 61 uh, because that's in there as well. So, Isaiah 61, uh, you can stand for the reading of the word. Isaiah 61, verses chapter 1, uh, 61, verse 1, reading to verse 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. I don't have this next one on the screen, but I am turning to First Samuel. Uh, I don't; it's not going to be up on the screen, uh, so you can either follow me there or you can uh, trust me. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to be turning to the book of First Samuel, chapter number sixteen. First Samuel, chapter number sixteen. I'm going to start reading verse fourteen. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Now that has always struck me as weird. It's not the point here, but... You know, you can have something bad come on you and it's not from the devil. It's You can have something bad come on you and it's not from the devil. That's a bit of bit of a bothersome thing to think about to some degree but that's what it says an evil spirit from God troubles thee let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play with his hand and thou shalt be well and Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. I'm also interested in by that. A man that can play well. <laughs> he, he's a king. He demands the best. <laughs> anyway. Uh, a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of his servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning in playing, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, 
and the Lord is with him. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power that's in your word. And God, I pray that you would use what you've given me today to change people's hearts, to change people's minds, to speak to them in a special way, Lord. Help me to share what you've given me today, Lord. In Jesus' name, I love you. And I thank you for all that you have done. You are a holy and righteous God. In Jesus' name, I love you. Amen. I'm going to be talking today about the power in the praise. The power in the praise. It said in Isaiah 61 that he would give us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If you've been around Harvest House for a little bit, that those words may sound familiar to you. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It's in one of Bethany's songs that she write, has written and sings. And that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today. And this, this story in 1 Samuel 16 is interesting. For one thing, it was... Uh, it's what happens right after David had the horn of oil poured on him by the prophet Samuel. As soon as Samuel pours the horn of oil over top of David, David goes back out to the field to tend to the sheep. Next thing you hear, in this moment, God takes his spirit from Saul and replaces it with an evil spirit, and Saul's looking for something. And... He needs something. The servants are freaking out. They're wondering, what are we going to do about our grumpy, mean, horrible boss? You don't want a man with an evil spirit running a country. You don't want a man with an evil spirit running the country. Up until now, this country has been run by a royal priesthood. A, a priestly line passing down from one generation to the next. And They've been led by prophets, and occasionally they've been led by judges, and people called by God, and now they wanted their king. The king's there, and the king is not doing what God said to do. He's not following God's rules. He's, and because of that, God has put an evil spirit on him. An evil spirit. A bad disposition has come over him, and... Uh, in one book I read, they illustrated it as the king just getting mad for no reason, throwing stuff, and it lines up with the way he acts later on in the book when this evil spirit's on him. And What solution did the, the people come to? They said, I have an idea. Let someone that can sing well and play well come before you and play a song. Has anyone here ever written a song? I've got liars in the room. No one's raising their hand. And I know better. Taylor. Savior. I know Texas has. <laughs> I know Texas has. It only ever was sung once here. It needs to be sung again. It's a pretty good song. I've done it. And... They have uh, one of them graced uh, our Christmas program last year, not sung, but I read it. I didn't sing it because I never got notes put to it. I tried sending it off to get it 
written into music, but never was. Uh, Bethany just didn't decide that my song was worth notes. I I don't know. She she never she never put notes to it. She just let it sit. I guess I don't know. But I have written some lyrics before. I've I've written some that and Texas actually is the expert song. Not just songs for Jesus. It'll be songs about mashed potatoes sometimes. You just hear him and suddenly he'll be he'll be singing something and it makes no sense. I don't know what his latest tune may be, but all you gotta do is you gotta hang around for him for about twenty four hours, and you'll probably hear one. You'll probably hear something. It may make no sense. And and that might be how David started. That might be how it started for David. Just sitting out there and he's singing, Fluffy little sheep, coming closer, closer. There's a fluffy little sheep out there. And his brother's like, try again. <laughs> With the old shepherd that he's learning under. Just you know, That's a mess, David. Let's try something different. And then one day it just comes out a little bit different. The anointing begins to come on him. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was at that time, right after Samuel had anointed him. He goes out there, and and the old shepherd he's learning under hears him. Hears him this time instead of fluffy little sheep. It's the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. So I think you got something there, David. That might be a hit. That might be a hit. And that maybe, maybe that's what it happened. He was out there and he's plucking at a harp, singing that song, and suddenly that that comes to the man's mind as he walks into work this day. He heard some shepherd on the side of a hill on the way there, and as soon as he gets there, chair flies past his head. He's like, Saul, I got an idea. I got an idea, Saul. I know the most calming, most beautiful music. There was this boy I saw out on a hillside. And I think he might be able to help you. Anyone been there? You, you just It's something more than just a bad mood sometimes. In fact, it's in the Psalms. A man named Asaph wrote about it. In Psalm, let me find my chapter here. I'm not quite so, uh, got everything written down. But there it is, Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as of our clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. There are no bands in their death and their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They're corrupt. They speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongues walk through the earth. Therefore, his people return hither his people are backsliding. And waters of a full cup are still wrung out to them. And they say, how doth God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? These are ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I've cleansed my heart in vain. I wash my hands in innocency. All the day long I've been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I'll speak thus, I, I should offend the generation of my children. When I thought to know this, it was too 
painful for me. Until. Until I went to the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. You see, something shifts in the spirit sometimes. We have all been there, right? Where it's just like nothing seems to be working for me. Nothing seems to work right. Everything is going wrong. The ones who are doing the wrong thing are getting the good stuff. And the ones who are doing the right stuff, me, that's what we're feeling. I'm the one who's doing everything right. I'm coming to church all week long. I'm I'm listening to preaching. I've been reading my Bible. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. But nothing's going right for me. Nothing is going right for me. And they're getting all the good stuff. Until I went to the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou cast them down into destruction. They're brought into desolation in a moment. They're utterly consumed with terrors. Here's the thing. Everything can be going right for them. But their end is not going to be good. Even if they die happy, their end is not going to be good. Some of the most wicked men on earth have had the worst kind of ends. Everything went right for them. They ran, they, they ran, they, they made it to full on power. In the greatest, most powerful empire of all time. And then they die in a bunker by suicide. That's the fate of Hitler. I understood their end. You put them down into destruction. They're brought into desolation. They die in terror. Some of the most successful celebrities who did wicked, horrible things end up dead of suicide, overdose. Embarrassing ends. Plagued and consumed with terror. As a dream when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou will despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, I was pricked in my reins, and I suddenly realized how foolish I was and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. I am continually with thee. Thou hast held me by my right hand. Thou will guide me with thy counsel. Afterward, receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? There is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth. My God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go whoring from thee. But it is good for me. Here's the key. It's good for me to draw near to God. I've put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. That's the good thing. That's the hope here. You see, we're all messed up over stuff. This world is messed up and crazy. And we get mad. We get bad spirits on us sometimes. Bad spirits. We don't use those terms much, do we? There's a lot of people who don't like to use those terms. We, 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 
we we are so realistic, okay? Let me be real. Let me be realistic about this. We don't like to use the term bad spirit, but the Bible doesn't hesitate. It said there was a bad spirit on Saul. And there's only one cure for it. And that was some praise music. And, and, and let me go back to our source here. Isaiah 61. To appoint to them the morning Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You remember? Does anyone know what the spirit of heaviness is? That's depression. That's what the spirit of heaviness is. That's not, we're not told outright that that's what got on Saul. We're not told that outright. However, there is power in praise. There's power in praise. And that's what they brought to Saul was praise. This boy from the tribe of Judah singing a song. And something I heard that's even more interesting than that is this verse right here. Isaiah 61. I, I went and uh, there was a message I heard by Brother Aaron Bounds. You need to go listen to it. Where he just talks about praise. He, he has a three-part series he did on praise where he went through all seven words for praise that are in the Bible. The seven words for praise that are in the Bible. And this word here that you find in Isaiah 61 is Tehillah. I'm not 100% sure if I'm saying that right, but it is Tehillah. That's the way they pronounced it out. Tehillah. And the first definition... Is, a, is praise, song, or hymn of praise. Another one it listed is praise song. Uh, the way that they put it out here is a hymn of praise. It is something that you write out as a song. Something you write out as a song. The cure that was given here for depression is sing. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You need to sing a song. Is anyone who here likes to listen to music? I know not everyone's going to raise your hand. Surprisingly, not everyone here is going to raise your hand. But most of us did. Most of us here like to listen to music. You may not listen to music all the time. But you like to listen to music. And what you listen to will affect your life. It will get inside your brain and affect you. I was listening to something earlier today where a man was talking and he said... They've got such good songs these days. The beats just get to you. The beats just get in your head and you start, oh man, I like that beat. You forget what the lyrics are. And then he said, do those lyrics still affect you though? He said, those lyrics will still affect you. And it's hard to avoid them. If you just walk through a mall, you're probably going to hear these. You just walk inside the store, you're going to hear these songs. 
you're just scrolling through social media you're gonna hear these songs and they'll get in your head and you will learn their lyrics whether you think it or not so if you don't want the spirit of that music to get inside of you you need to get a different kind of song going and that's what was happening to Saul Saul I you know when Saul's spirit changed to where David's song didn't help him anymore anyone know when David's song stopped helping Saul this earworm got in his head you see later on David rolls up into the where they are having a battle David w walks up he says hey I'm gonna kill this giant that's driving you guys crazy every day he goes up there he said this giant has defied the armies of the living God he swings his stone around he kills the giant knocks him down and he becomes a celebrity overnight and they start writing songs about David they start writing songs about David David the same man that was able to calm down Saul's spirit is not able to anymore because a different song gets stuck in his head someone starts singing about him they say Saul has slain his thousands but David has slain his ten thousands that just don't sound like a catchy song to me but something got lost in the translation I'm sure Saul has slain his thousands but David has slain his ten thousands so David is there again Saul's got some evil spirit on him once again so he's out there he's just plucking at his harp he's singing a song for him and then suddenly spear gets thrown at his head he misses and David runs out the room and from that moment on the songs don't work anymore the songs have lost their effect because he got a different song inside of his spirit jealousy took over jealousy defeated him Saul is destroyed so what does Saul do? Saul ends up lost and David ends up king. But the power in praise is that if you can get your own songs working, there's power in that praise. There's power in the song. There's power to defeat it. There, you need to write something of your own to, so that something that can't be corrupted by something else. Something that can't be destroyed. Something that can't be corrupted. You want to overcome the power of the enemy. You need to get your song of praise working. Get your song of praise working. No, you don't have to sing it. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be skilled. In fact, maybe that's where Saul messed up. 
He said, give me someone who can play good. Give me someone with a beautiful voice and a beautiful face. It's not got to be perfect. Saul said, give me a beautiful voice, a beautiful face, a, someone who's skillful. If you can praise one that's not skillful, that's, that's something powerful. To be able to praise when it's not from someone skillful. Be able to praise when it's not the church music leader. When it's not, when it's not got to be coming through your iTunes subscription or, or, or from your... Or from some special playlist that you've got perfectly manufactured. It needs to come from you. Something special when it comes from you. Yes, absolutely. You can 100% be blessed by these words. Wonderful words. Great stuff. Not always doctrinally right. Not always perfectly put together. Not always right. But there is something great when it can come from you. From your revelation. From what you know of God. From your experience. It is uh, the way Brother Bounds put it was a manufactured praise. A manufactured praise. I, the words of the psalmist David are wonderful. The psalmist Asaph and Moses and Solomon, they've all got great stuff in there. And these are the best ones you're going to find. The best of the best. They are the most doctrinally correct music you're ever going to hear. Because they are the doctrine. <laughs> but there is something special about there's a song that kind of went wild in 2019. There's a song that kind of went crazy in 2019 in the apostolic movement called Give Me Jesus. Yeah. Written by James. No, not written by James Wilson. But performed by James Wilson. But it wasn't written by him. I recently learned it wasn't written by him. It's written by a man named Anthony Trimble. And James Wilson performed it. But it sounds entirely different when sung by James Wilson than it does when it's sung by Anthony Trimble. There's a different tone, a different voice. There's a different tone when you sing your own music. There's something powerful when you sing your own song. And you're all sitting here and you're thinking, but I don't write music. What are you talking about? Now, I know not all of you are thinking that because some of you do. But there's something powerful when you can bring your own stuff before God. When you can bring your own words before God. But I don't sing. Then don't sing. Write something different. That's something that's not a song. Write a journal entry and praise God. Write a journal entry and praise God. I've done it more than once. I've tried writing poetry. I'm bad at it. I've written about three poems in my whole life. One was about two lines long. It was a school assignment. And it had nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> it was just my experiment with iambic pentameter. That's the stuff that Shakespeare wrote in. <laughs> 
Uh, and I don't know that it was skillful or wonderful. But I did it. But you know what I've written a whole lot more of is journal entries of just little stuff about God. I've done that. Write something for God. Put it to God. Make a voice note in your phone if you don't like writing. Just make a little voice note. Record yourself. Listen back to it sometimes. Read back over it. And you'll come back to it and you'll realize, I said that at that point in time? Wow! Some stuff's happened since then. I forgot I ever wrote that down. You go through the book of Psalms. And you find so many things in there. You find stuff in your life. That happened then? I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked upon Him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord campeth them bow round, round about them that fear Him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in Him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye His saints. There is no want to them that fear him. Young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep my tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil. Do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are upon their cry. Open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry of the Lord heareth. Delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them that are a broken heart. And saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked. They that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. What was going on? David is scared out of his wits, pretending to be a crazy man when he's about to be captured by enemies. Bless the Lord of all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Not a song, but I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. Yeah. Prison cell. Bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What's the circumstance behind your praise? Where did you learn to praise the Lord? What was it that was going on for you when you learned that something had to change? Something had to happen. Something had to shift. You had to do something a little bit different. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation and the high 
tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. A sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Sorrows of hell compassed me about the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, cried upon my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils, fire from his mouth, and devoured coals, and were kindled by a... That sounds violent! That's a praise song? Yes, it is. You don't hear praise music like that these days. About the most violent praise song I've heard recently. When the wicked, my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. That's about as violent as they get these days, and that's a quote of Psalms. <laughs> Breakthrough. Praise the Lord. You can be honest in your music. You can be honest with your praise. You can be a little bit crazy. Something that may not sound pretty and perfect, but you can just write it out anyway. By the way, that praise song is described as the day the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies from the hand of Saul. And he said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. They are, anything can be the circumstances behind your praise song. It can seem like nothing is working, but if you'll just get something work, and if you can't write it, if you can't come up with it, it's just nothing is coming to pass. Nothing is changing. Nothing is shifting. I can't feel a song coming, God. I don't know what to do. Quote David. Or, or, if you don't know the Psalms, I know some of you know the Psalms quite well, looking at you three. <laughs> I know you three know. You two were assigned by the state and you were assigned by yourself. <laughs> Just start quoting some Psalms out. But, if you can't do that and it's just not working for you there's some great stuff available just pump them into your ears pump them into your ears don't have to be the Psalms you can pump out the words of James Wilson or Brittany Scott or POA or Mark Crowder or Indian Man Bible College or David Jennings or anybody you want. Texas has a whole playlist right here of songs of the week. Um, there's the Apostolic Collective I'm finding here. Joe's or Poli, Nathan and Rachel, Sharon McKee, Anthony Trimble. Brooks Staten. They're all available. Welcome to the modern age. YouTube. Spotify. Pandora. Apple Music. What have you. This is 
sounding so basic and so easy and it's what what's your big point here there's power in praise and there's so much power in music sing even if you can't sing even if you're not good I'm not asking you to join the praise team am I no, I'm not. She just told me no. <laughs> I'm not asking you to join the praise team. I'm not asking you to try and record a Facebook video for everyone. I'm not asking you to go live on any social media platform or post yourself to YouTube. I'm not asking you to. What I'm asking you to do is just sing unto the Lord. Amen. Sing to God. Write it down if you have to. Write it down if you can't. But, you know, there's something powerful in just saying, Lord, you're wonderful and you're holy and you're righteous. I love you, God. You're so awesome. And Oh, you're a holy God. You're a righteous God. You're my Savior, my Redeemer, my Healer, my everything. You are Jesus and you are good. That's not a song. That's not anything written in any songbook anywhere. But if you'll just sing that, you can chase off any devil. You can defeat any enemy. You can, in whatever the enemy's trying to do, whatever is weighing you down, can begin to break and change and shift and disappear. You can enter into the sanctuary of God, as Asaph said, and not even walk through these doors. You don't have to walk through the doors at 1147 State Route 1077 to walk into the sanctuary of God. Amen. You don't have to walk. Uh, you don't have to walk down the racetrack road. You don't have to walk down to Silsby, Texas. You don't have to walk to any of those church buildings anywhere. You can enter into your bedroom. You can enter into your vehicle. You can. You can. There's a country song out there talking about having church in a Chevy. It's talking about getting alone with God in your vehicle. It's about talking about getting alone with God in your vehicle. On the side of the road, I just drove off and I had church in a Chevy. That's what the song says. I'm not recommending any of the rest of the man's music. I don't even know what man sings it. I just heard it the other day. There's power in praise. There's power in music. There's power in just getting alone with God and worshiping. And that can be the thing that breaks everything. And guess what? David came to Saul. He sung his little song. He played his little tune. And David had to be called back again. David had to be called back again. Here's why. Jesus put it this way. When an evil spirit has gone out of a man, he wanders about in desert places. And when he gets tired, he says to himself, I will go back to my old house. And he finds it swept and garnished. And he brings in seven others worse than he was. 
That's what happened. There's power in praise to get rid of whatever's bothering you. But you better change it. So what brought the Spirit on in the first place? Well, let's put it this way. What makes him think his old house looks like his old house? His old house looks appealing again. His old house is you, by the way. You are his old house. You can't make it inviting to come back. What started your bad moods? What started the devil fighting you? What circumstances did you let take care of you and mess you up? What lifestyle was it when that started? That may take some thinking for some of us. For others of us, it's not. But I can't control the circumstances that makes me mad. I can't control what's got me upset. I can't control it and I can't change it. Oh, but you can change your environment. We live in a modern age. It's really easy to get a hold of earbuds. And praise music is not the answer to everything. I know. But your environment is important and critical. Guess you can't... I don't like the music. Get some preaching in your earbuds. Read your Bible. Change what you talk about. Change your friends. Change what you have to change until it breaks it. Because He is going to come back. And you can call on the name of Jesus. And you can do whatever you have to do. Get rid of the enemy. How am I supposed to know it's a spirit and it's not just a random bad mood? Treat it the same way. (laughs) Whether or not I'm just grumpy today. I don't know what to do. Start pumping the scripture. Start pumping the music. Start doing something. And and on the inverse, don't pump music that you know is bad. On the inverse, don't start pumping in. I'm you. Whatever. Don't pump in whatever. Think about what you're putting in your ears. Think about what you're putting in. Don't be pumping in just random country music, pop music, hip hop. Rap. You know what the lyrics are. And if you don't know what the lyrics are, don't put it in. Yeah, I just like that beat. Have you read the lyrics? Have you read the lyrics to that girl or that guy's music that you're pumping in your ears? That group that... And I'm not speaking bad about any specific genre of music. I'm just saying there's power in praise and I don't want something that there there is power in praise and guess what? All music is praise. All music is praise. And do you want to be overpowered by the enemy or do you want God to overpower the enemy? Do 
want God to overpower the enemy or do you want to be overpowered by the enemy? Would you rather listen to music that glorifies everything sinful in the world or would you rather listen to music that glorifies the one who is greater than anything that is the world? He is greater than anything else that is in the world. Would you rather listen to something that tells you that revival is ready and coming? Or would you rather listen to music that glorifies whatever else could possibly come into your life? Something else could come into your life. And it can come and it will be invited by what you bring into your life house and I'm not meaning those four walls that you live inside of I'm talking about these four corners of your head I'm talking about your body I'm talking about you you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and you need to make sure that temple is well cared for well taken care of no, I don't know what the devil may try to do to you. I don't know how the devil's trying to talk to you. But I do know this. I do know that everyone that I know that is a musician of any sort struggles with listening to ungodly music. Every one of them that I know, they like music, so they like to listen to whatever type of music could happen to come through. If it's got a good beat and it's got a good piano riff, it's got a, if it's got a good run on the keys, they tend to like it. I'm sorry, but, but she's just got a good voice. You know, that, that guy has just got a strong baritone going right there. It's, it's hard not to listen to it. And I'm trying not to name names because I'm trying to... Whatever. I'm trying not to name names of these outside of the world, outside of the church world musicians. But every type of music has power. You know, there's something special about some of these musicians that's out there. They've got some awesome power in their voices. And do you know what? I'm almost tempted to say that some of them sound about halfway close to anointed. Because guess what? Some of them are. Elvis got his start in the Pentecostal church. Demi Lovato was at a Pentecostal church camp too. They were told, in fact, prophesied over about the power and the influence they were going to have. There's power in praise. And guess what? Some of the most powerful praise that exists is music. So you need to get some music going with power of God behind it. There are plenty of anointed apostolic musicians. And guess what? They come in all shapes and sizes of voice and song type. You don't have to listen to just Southern Gospel anymore, guys. When I was growing up, the only apostolic music I knew about was 
selling gospel for a long time. The only apostolic CDs I knew how to buy. It was either stuff. It was either it was either IBC or Southern Gospel. That's the only two I really knew was an option until Court Chavis showed up. <laughs> and it's changed since then, guys. In fact, the taste of the world has changed to some degree to make it cool for a few other things. You know that there is Pentecost, apostolic Pentecostal rappers. They exist. I'm not sure if they're all good. Because I don't necessarily know. I don't... I'm just saying they exist. They're not all highest caliber of of quality. I'm not about to say that you need to go listen to them. But if you are just trying to turn yourself away from some of the outside influence, do it. Because there's power in praise. I'm being really practical. I may not have I may not just be shouting and crazy up here. I'm being really practical. If you want to get out of the bondage of some spirits, you need to get some different influences in your head. And I'm not just talking about music, but music is one of the most powerful ones that exists. It's one of the most powerful ones that exist. And I know, in fact, I've heard it. Some of you guys have music going in your house 24-7. I've heard about it. Make sure it's the right stuff. Make sure you're not putting earbuds in to avoid the right stuff. Because there's a change that can come if you'll just get yourself right. And if you get yourself weak, the joy of the Lord is your strength. All right, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, beauty for ashes, acceptable to you, the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm getting ready to wrap this up. I know it's not been pretty or perfect by any means, but I do have a simple word for you. You need to get a song together. I'm not saying you need to sing it in church. But you need to get a song together. Write something down. And read it every day. Read it till you hate it. <laughs> read it till it drives you crazy. And you know what? If, you, if you're starting to hate it, write a new one. Write a new one. Write a new one every day. Write something new every day. Put something new inside your spirit every single day. All right. I do have a request. I think you might know it. If you can get it up there for us. You just get that garment of praise going in this place. Because there's something that's powerful. If you'll just get something you wrote together. I know some of you have written them. I'm looking at you. I know you've written some stuff. Make sure it glorifies God. Make sure it glorifies God. Make sure everything you're putting together glorifies God. And if you don't think you're that type. And I know some of you are like, what are you talking about? 
Tristan's just looking at me like, you, th you crazy if you think I'm about to start singing. You need to sing. You need to glorify God. Because that is one of the greatest things there is. Sing unto the Lord a new song. There's power in that praise. There's power in that manufactured praise. Because if you don't have that manufactured praise, it's kind of hard sometimes to come up with something off the cuff. Sometimes you come before God and you're like, God, life's not good right now. Life's not good right now. My house is a mess. My finances are a mess. I'm a mess. But it begins to shift when you say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Sometimes you just say, I've got a song and I'm going to sing it loud. My praise is pouring out. My praise is pouring out. Sometimes you just got to say, oh, some glad morning. When this life is over, I'll fly away. Sometimes you just got to say, I know who I am. I know who I am. I am yours. I am yours. So you just wondering, where are we wrapping this up? It's time to come before God with a song. It's time to come before God with a song and a dance. I don't want these altars flooded with weepy, moany stuff today. Because that's not what we need right now. That's not what's going to help you overcome. That's not what we're looking for right now. We're not looking for that right now. That's not what we need today. You don't need to come before God crying today. We need to come before God singing. We need singing. We need the oil of joy because we have been in mourning. We have been messed up. We don't know what to do, but God is ready to pour out the oil of joy for your mourning. He's ready to give you a garment of praise. He's ready to give you a song for, so that you can shout it out. I'm ready to shout it out today. I'm not tied up. I'm not messed up. I'm not broken down. I'm not taken out. There's nothing but joy. He is ready to give you joy. And if you don't have that joy right now, you need to just get with me today because we're about to sing. We're about to sing. Let's all just stand up. Let's all just stand up, okay? Let's all just stand up. Hold on, hold on a second. Some of you may not know what I'm talking about, so I'm just, I'm just gonna help you out here. We're singing this one today. It's up on the screen. Yep. Can, can we read it? All right, cool. I got it for you. I'll get, I'll get it going for you. All right, we're going. You'll sing this together.
this one together. I want to help us today. Go ahead. The power in praise. Stay there. Here's the struggle here today. Okay? This is a struggle with people is having sitting here today and connecting with this. Okay? Because the power in praise, maybe we should ask this question. Instead of, I mean, this is his title. I ain't taking nothing away from it. I'm trying to put some clarification in this, in this body today. Where is the power in praise? Where is the power in praise? The object you are praising. And the reason he's talking about this today in the power in praise is because when it is all, when, when what you're praising takes your focus away from what we should be praising, that brings the spirit of heaviness. Because when we're more focused on the trial, more focused on the, the problem, more focused on ourself. That's why these songs, that these other songs he's talking about, that is so, uh, uh, so uh, damaging to us. What is these country songs and, and rock and roll songs? They, they glorify uh, sex. They glorify alcohol. They glorify drugs. They glorify adultery and all these other things. But when we turn our focus away from that, the power of praise and what we are praising. And that's why this song, it, ta it takes and ch changes and says, He is my God, not the drugs. He is my God, not my depression. He is my God, not my dilemma. This is how we change it, praise God, when we just take that focus away from whatever it is we got our mind on, whether it be goofing off, whether it be playing, because all that stuff leads to one thing, uh, leads us away from God. So this is the point he's trying to bring to us here today, is the fact that where, where is the power and praise? It's what we are praising. And let me tell you what, if we sit today and we don't respond anymore from this, and we walk out this door and we don't catch it, we don't get it, Where's the praise go? Yeah, right. To the devil. Yeah. Because there's only two things that gets praise ultimately in this world. It's either God or Satan. Because when you're not glorifying God, you're bringing glory to Satan. So I just wanted to clarify that before they took off singing because I could just see, see us not catching something there. So, And there's another one, by the way. I know it's ultimate God or Satan, but there's two basic things that your music these days glorifies. There's another really popular one. Is you. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's ultimately where that's going to lead you to. It's going to lead you straight into the arms of the devil. As long as we get wrapped up on me, 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 me. That, it, it, that's so much what we struggle with. It's... The real power in praise is it gets the focus off of you, your life, this life, this world. We need God. And we gotta praise Him. We have to praise Him. I want us today. He wants us today to get wrapped up in Him. And that's that garment. 
that's the common part of this, is when it just wraps you up. I can't get my head away from this spot, from this little earworm inside of me of God's Word. We need God's Word to start being a little earworm for us, where it's just stuck in our heads all day long, where we just start singing the Word of God, singing the power of God, and let that get wrapped up and stuck inside of our heads.
yours. You need to make this thing something that you can take home with you. So, let's make it personal. You need to do this in your head. What has God done for you to take home with you? To, to, to take home with you. Now, I'm not saying you've got to be pinning something that's going to be sung at church. No, I'm not saying it. But you need something that you can share. Yeah. Something you can declare to everyone. Yes, amen, amen. So incredibly nonspecific. We saw what we were going to fight and gave us power. You can take that home with you no matter who you are. But what can you take home that no one else can take home? What can you take home that no one else took home? You see, there was a moment in my life. It sticks out in my head so strong. Uh, the year was 2019. I was heading to a youth rally in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I was sitting in my house. And I was just pondering over some stuff. And Because I was in the middle of the trial of my lifetime at that point. And I'm just sitting there, I'm pondering, and I'm moping, honestly, because I don't know who's going to this youth rally. Our youth group is on the decline at this point. I really didn't know what I was walking into because I was just like, this just, ugh. Because our youth group is on the decline. I'm in the middle of court cases and this and that, and... I'm sitting there and a song comes on. A song comes on. I give you glory. I give you praise. Because the enemy did not triumph. Mm. Yeah. Chair McKee goes into her whatever. <laughs> she does that sometimes. But, and we just need that sometimes. Just, yeah, you just need to do that sometimes. It's just fun. But, and it just suddenly hits me. I'm singing along to it and dancing to it as it goes, and I'm just like, the devil. My, my, my dance will crush Satan under my feet. And I declare, I got victory. And I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking, a minute ago, just a minute ago, I was sitting here moping, and now I'm saying, I declare I got victory. What changed? A song came on, and it said, I give you glory. I give you praise because the enemy 
did not triumph. What's your story like that? When does that happen for you? You need to let, and if the answer is I don't know, you need to figure it out and it needs to happen. You need to get that going. You need to get that moving. You need to let that happen. You need to get you a song inside of you. So, I don't want to mess you too, up too much. I don't want to mess you up too much. But, has anyone got any songs in your head? Anyone got any songs in your head that has done that for you? Okay. We got any requests here? I know. That's the reason I said I don't want to mess you up too much. I am redeemed. Is that it? Just, just sing it out a little bit. Take off these heavy chains. Wipe away every stain. I Okay. Come on. You see, we need to get these going sometimes. And you can do this on your own, by the way. On your own free time. You need to do it. You do this on your own free time sometimes. There's another thing that I, I, we talked a little bit about in men's retreat. He said there are certain things that are moral, amoral, and immoral. Music is amoral. Words are moral or immoral. Yes, amen. Music is piano. Music is, music is a saxophone. Music is a drum. Words are the stuff with the power. Just go ahead. You got, you got, you got one that you know. Do it. 